It's time for the only podcast dedicated to spaghetti westerns and the people who made them. Join hosts Jay Jennings and Tom Betts for the Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast, which starts now. I'm Jay Jennings. That's Tom uh, Betts in the middle. Our special guest is Robert Woods. Hey, Robert. How are you doing these days? I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, I got I had a bout of cancer, so I got I finally got over that. Thank God. So I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to. to um, we're still now trying to produce uh, uh, the resurrection of El Puro again. So, and I have a film coming out too called uh, Plastics in Hollywood. Actually, about a, wow. an aging hitman who's running for the mob. Mm. You keep him busy anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's weird. I like the work, so it seems to happen. Right. I don't know. Well, we're honored to have you, uh, Star Black, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Pecos. Right, Pecos, Mallory, uh, yeah. uh, McGregor, Greg, Gregory McGregor. So uh, we're honored to have you here. Uh, as you can see, you. I, right, I'm in uh, Almeria, so is uh, Tom, and uh, I think you're at your palatial estate. Yes, that's right. That's right. okay. Well, listen, we're going to talk about your films. I brought some posters. How did you know it was palatial? Oh, oh, okay, go on. Go on. I think Sorry. that one time I visited. Anyway, so okay, well, let's take I a look. At, let's take a look at the uh, the trailer for uh, the one and only Blackjack here on Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns. That's good. Okay. There it is. Black it Jack, is. Jack, 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 Jack. But they're playing so, uh, poker. Yeah, that is. I think I that is. <laughs> Another minute, it would have, just would have been me and Tom. Uh, so, yeah, let, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's always funny about that film, in my opinion, is that because I, I think your follow up or one after that was a film called Star Black. Did that confuse people a little back then, Robert? Well, but no, because Star Black was filmed. You know, I was under contract. I told you, you know all this. I was under contract to a record company to Phillips Fontana in London. And I was touring a record that hit the charts. It wasn't big on the charts, but it was there. And they sent me a film a ticket and an offer to do a movie. And I thought, you know, do I want to do music or do I want to do... And I jumped off the train and ran to Heathrow and made it to Rome. 
So I made a decision that I was going to do films and skip the music business. Uh, although I loved it, you know, because I, I played trumpet and valve trombone. And I, I, when I was a kid, I was, I liked, I liked music a lot. You know? So it was, it was a hard decision, but I'm glad I made it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Tom, you have a question regarding Star Black or Johnny Colt? Uh, no, it's just one of those movies where he plays a mask Avenger, basically sort of a Zorro type. And, uh, he le he carries. And I a, wrote the music. I wrote Mike, the he, he sings in it. He also carries a bag full of little stars whenever he gets takes care of one of these outlaws. He puts a little star on there as his mark. So it's a uh, it's it's very different than his other westerns. We're actually going to show a trailer later. For, yes, go ahead, Robert. I wanted to be a school teacher, so the stars are. Were up I got you. <laughs> a little gold star on your forehead. Yeah. Okay. No, what I was going to say was, uh, yeah, Star Black's kind of a weird movie because you don't really show your face for most of the film. Kind of like, uh, I guess, the Frankenstein member Karloff didn't get to show his face. That's why Lugosi turned it down because it didn't show off his face. You didn't have any trepidations about having your face covered in a mask for like most of the film? No, that doesn't bother me. And I mean, you know, it's an action film. I was—you could see my face in some of the some of the scenes. I was fine. There we uh, go. Also, the film—they'd already because they weren't sure I was coming. They had already uh, assigned Brett Halsey to do the film, and uh, I came, and they paid him off and paid me. And I thought, oh my God, I could be making a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. And Brett and I, Brett and I have been friends forever. So you know, it was one of those things of uh, I, I just really didn't want to take the film away from him. But hey, you know, he didn't want to do it. I talked to him. He said, "I, I didn't want to do it anyway. I'm so glad because it has a mask." Right, right. I gotta keep moving. Gotta on. keep moving on. He wrote right. that. He had an hour to write that song. Oh, one hour. Three hours. One hour. It oh. took about three yeah. hours to do the whole thing. I wrote the lyric, and I mean, they said, "Can you do this?" And I said, "Sure." I wrote the lyric to the music that was there, and then you know, the, the orchestra was there because we were in the studio, and uh, we just laid it down. It took about three hours. Yeah. Wow. Well, and let's. Then I, we went off to shoot. Down to Yugoslavia to shoot. We know we, we bounced out of order on a couple of things, but that's fine because we're just we're playing it by the cuff. We're we're just honored to have you here. So I guess let's talk about the the Pecos films, uh, Tom. My my name is Pecos. Double build with Pecos cleans up. Yeah, he knows my, Pecos is my favorite character of his, the tallest Mexican in the world, and it start starts out great. He goes into this town, <laughs> his hometown, and uh, to settle a score with the town outlaw. And he also knows the hiding place of like 80 grand or something like that. Right. So he runs into nothing but trouble in the entire film, but he's man enough to, uh, to kick butt. Uh, what, what, I, what I like in this one is if you watch the film, uh, George Eastman is in this and George Eastman is dressed just like Clint Eastwood is in the good, the bad and the ugly with a long duster and the, the straw hat. And the first time you see him, you go, Holy mackerel. That guy looks just like, uh, Clint Eastwood, then you find out it's George Eastman. Oh, right, yeah. And then the second one, Pecos Cleans Up, is a comedy. And like Robert, like I said, he never really liked to make sequels, but this time the, the, dollars, the dollars must have been right. 
because he's in this, but he's not. No, it was strange. I liked the character. Yeah, the character. I, I actually liked the character mm -hmm. because, but so we did it. It's a whole different bag, anyway. It right, wasn't the right. same same film being shot over again, which most sequels are like that. You know, it was it was it was fun to do both of them. That's probably the closest. Uh, uh, I thought that um, probably the closest western that you did was a comedy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. McGregor's is pretty funny well, that's too. Funny, but it's not. It's not slapstick. It's, it's a mixture of violence yeah. and comedy. <laughs> right. So let's. But, uh, uh, yeah, McGregor's. But but yeah. Yes. I was going to say. So let's move on to your next great film, one of the great titles in spaghetti westerns history. Say your prayers and dig your grave. This one's about. He plays a character named Fernando when he's been in Texas and he heard. Here's about the murder of his siblings. So he goes back to take revenge and gets worked up into a revolution against a large landowner, which I believe Robert is Fadani plays that character. And he has a relationship That's with his correct. old friend Cipriano, but that uh, turns into some conflict there because Cipriano's become a bandit. Cipriano, good actor, that, good actor, that kid. Yeah. You wanted yep. to talk about him, right? Yeah, you should. So yeah, we we I would ask him because we mentioned no. last week about <laughs> unknown actors. One of the one on the top of the list was Jeff Cameron, and Jeff Cap Cameron plays Cipriano. So I asked Robert what he can tell us about Jeff Cameron. Okay, what, what can you tell us about Jeff Cameron, Robert? Well, he's a he's a good actor. I mean, he's a good actor. He's a really good action actor. He was a stuntman, and. Uh, uh, he's, I mean, everything that he did was right on, you know, so I really enjoyed working with him. And I, I, I don't know why he didn't, he didn't become bigger than he did, actually. So, uh, right. Yeah, super guy. Okay, yeah, he was, he, he was, uh, I think, is yeah, one of our top three actors, I think, of the Under the Radar underrated show. But look who we have today. It's the one and only Robert Woods. What happens if you say wood, Bob? Should we be six feet uh, social distancing? Or uh... <laughs> no, no, it's it's okay anymore because it actually because of these Blu-rays that have been coming out now, and lots of them. Man, I mean, it's it's amazing. I have a brand new fan base, a whole a whole deal. Right. Uh, no, I don't mind that anymore because basically all the Blu-rays have woods on it now. Everybody knows me as Woods, even with, even the fans who see it know that that as should beyond there so right we we took care of it okay right. uh the, so what do you think uh robert getting off the track for a second of today's modern uh spaghetti westerns fans the the fan base the dvds the blu-rays the speaking engagement is it nice to after all these years be able to talk about those days and meet your fans well it is because you know i really you know italy is my viva italia it's really my second home. So, you know, that's, uh, I'm not saying that everybody, all my fans are in Italy there. I have them literally all over the world. Right. But, uh, I, but I've, I've always loved my fans. I've, it's weird because I, I haven't got anybody that I really dislike in that group. You know, I mean, uh, that's unusual for me. I usually have so Okay. I hate. I'm off that list for now. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> and I'm not talking about you. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So let's move on to our next film, Tom. Is it uh, the Bell Star story or Bell Gal Star Gal story? Gal and uh, yeah, Robert's got a story about this one because uh, it starts off with uh, Elsa Martinelli, and uh, she's the star of the of the movie. And Robert begins in the movie, and she dominates the men, and uh, kicks kicks her lovers out of bed, and goes on to the next one. And Robert just happened to be the first one in line, and then he got booted. And uh, he's got a little bit of a story about that because George Eastman takes his place and uh, is the main actor of the rest of the film. But it's the basic supposed to be like a, a documentary uh, telling of the of Bell Star. Okay. So Robert can take it from there and fill us in on the on the film with uh, Nathan Witch, who's actually Lena Wertmuller, female director. Yeah, yeah. Lena is Lena's a good director. Uh, but she's greater for women than she is for men. Uh, the thing is, there was another director before he before she came along, uh, and he wasn't doing what Elsa wanted him to do, and she was very temperamental about that. So she wanted to fire him, and I said I wouldn't do that. You know, I, I can't do that. I know his wife. He's got wife and kids. You live with what you get, mm -hmm. you know, what you, whatever you signed up to do. Just do the best you can, you know, so that's all you can do. But she wasn't having any of that, so we had this war. Right <laughs> My girlfriend was in Africa where we just finished a film, and she wanted to come back and defend me. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, she did, finally, actually. But, uh, but uh, I, I brought my fishing pole to the set because... I thought, you know, these the, the time she spent with Elsa was amazing. I mean, it, it was hours of making just little walks and things. It was hmm. so I brought my fishing pole because down below with the set was a really nice lake with a bunch of rainbow trout in it. So I went down and did a little fly fishing between. There you go. Uh, that didn't go, go over too well. Sit too well, Lena. <laughs> I don't think, but. Huh? But, you know, but they all ate the fish. Sure. Uh, so I came back when I had a shoot, and then finally they just killed me off. That was fine because I was getting paid an exorbitant amount of money for that film, actually. So you whatever you want to do. I don't care. It's, uh... Yep. <laughs> right after that, I went off to do Jess Franco's films. <laughs> well, that's a whole other show where we'll have you back and talk about talk about that. So let's show a, uh, I think no, a that's trailer. not Western anyway. Right. Or I don't even know if it's even family friendly, is it, Robert? Uh, maybe R. Jess Franco's. <laughs> it is so bad. Some of it, you know, there was a film that right. I did for, for, with him called The Other Side of the Mirror that Lena, that um, um, uh, Emma Cohen won, won a Spanish Oscar for. So okay. The, the films are pretty good, most of them. Right. Some of them had a little bit of more nudity than I would have liked, you know. Right. Okay. But uh, so let's uh, move on. Are you okay? No, yep. I'm having hot flashes. Anyway, so uh, no, I'm here in Almeria. It's hot <laughs> really? out here. Yeah. No, no, I my microphone was having an issue, but I think I'm okay. <laughs> I loved how you hopped. You went from I think swinging on a rope or hanging to perfectly landing on a horse and taking off. 
Yeah, well, it's all in the game. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do your own stunts, that's, that's, the, right. that's the stuff you get hung I up I think, with. Robert, I think that uh, film, so, uh, you own the record, I think, for being dragged by a horse for the longest time. You, I was, I was what? Say again? Dragged by, dragged a horse. by a horse for like, the, for like four minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> Well, around uh, when I was being dragged. Yeah, right. That's yeah, a that pretty was, long that was drag. Pretty, uh, interesting. Yeah. No, you can tell on your face. It is a long that, drag. That was you. You know, from Alphonse, from me crying about Alphonse's little stunt <laughs> to this uh, shows you that I really, I got into it actually. I I really enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, falling, I'm jumping off roofs in Hong Kong or whatever the hell I have to do. So, yeah. Anyway. Right. Anyway, am I, uh, what, do you want to hear more? I don't know. This yeah, is one of those, I've got lots of stories. Yeah, working with John Ireland. Time. This is one of those films where um, Gatling Gun comes into play because it's captured and held for ransom. And they have to take Robert out of jail because he knows all this stuff about who, where, who might have it. And uh, they've got to—he's got to get this taken care of before it falls in the Confederate hands, and so that's what the uh, the plot is about. And of course, uh, John Ireland plays a Mexican bandit, and he's the one that has the Gatling gun, and Robert has to go after him. And <laughs> Robert and Ireland are pretty good friends, so uh, he's made a couple of films together with them. So let him fill in the, the details. Yeah, tell us some. Tell us a story on the set there, Robert. What do you, what happened? Well, here's the story on this. And I, actually, this whole deal was uh, Dr. Amati asked me, you know, Fida Films asked me if I would do another Western. I said, sure. He said, but I don't have a script. And I just finished doing this modern film with uh, uh, Paolo Bianchini. And I really liked his work. I mean, he, I, I like his enthusiasm. I like the way he, his drive for getting a film done. So we wrote a script and we we did it and I got to cast John in it. Uh, Ida Galley, I didn't get to cast because uh, she was uh, a, a friend of uh, Dr. Amati. Uh, but and what a beautiful mm -hmm. woman! I mean, she was one of the most sensational-looking women, as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. in film at that time. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, it was a pleasure doing all of this stuff. And we had George Rigaud, who used to be a matinee, matinee light, idly. Mm -hmm. So he played my father. Yeah. He played my father in McGregor's, and he played the heavy in this. Yeah, so. yeah well, it's better than the, the one later with... Anyway. Uh, it's a better version than the other one that came out. Oh, you know, Woody Strode? Yeah, uh, that's the one. That the Gatling show. gun or Gatling yeah, gun. Yeah, that's the one they used to show on TV all the time in the 60s. And I thought, oh, God, this is Robert Woods. So I'd turn it on. It would be the crummy Woody Strode American Gatling gun. <laughs> but, but not to take away anything from no, nothing from Woody. Woody. Yeah. We love Woody Strode. Yep. Now, Woody's um, a great guy. He is, but the Are movie was terrible. Woody and Mama, they were <laughs> friends. Right. Very good friends, huh? Yep. The movie so was they, terrible. I, I didn't see it. Honestly, I didn't see it, so I couldn't say that. Right. But I love so, Woody. I mean, Woody's just everybody one, of, loves Woody. one of the best ever. So let's uh, take another yeah. look I, at, a, uh, at a, I guess, a um, trailer for, uh, this is one I wanted to show before. Sorry, mm -hmm. folks, and we got out of order. But the Starblock oh. trailer, the, the Starblock, Starblock trailer or the Johnny Colt trailer is so fun because... You're almost like this one-man vigilante 
you know, it's eight guys have guns on you. It doesn't matter. You do a couple yeah, moves. You land on a horse. You, you kick through a, a glass window. And you just take revenge from a rooftop with an un, unsurmountable amount of lead. It doesn't stop. <laughs> you never reload. So let's take a look. I love Star Black. I always wondered about that when I was watching films. <laughs> when I was watching films, I always wondered how come those six, those six years to shoot 13 times. I don't quite get that. Yeah. And another fun part of the film, in my opinion, you can tell it's a favorite of mine, is he, he kind of takes on a Lone Ranger aspect of it too, Tom. You notice that? Yeah. The mask. He's, cut, he's dressed in gray or black, and he's always outmanned, but somehow gets out of it. Oh, he gets away. Yep. Did you have any problems with yes, the mask? Yes, that was really me. Did you have any problems with the what? mask? Did you have any no, problems with the mask? A, it, it was. It was just gauze. It was. Okay. It was one of these things. You know, we've been wearing lately. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is really thin. Too. I did, the only part about the trailer that was kind of amusing, or it's based on what you think is funny, is he smacks the the woman in front of the kid. Yeah, I don't think you can get away with that. You know, yeah, I mean, a yeah, kid's like, holy yeah. crap. Anyway, so let's move on to another great film of yours, and it's the one and only El Puro, Tom. Yeah, El Puro, he plays a, a, an alcoholic gunman who's had better days, and he's being chased by bounty hunters. So he takes refuge in a saloon, and the saloon girl basically falls in love with him and tries to nurse him back to health and have him recuperate. But she's killed, and that really pisses him off. So now he does. Uh, he, he he does get sober, and he goes out after those guys. Rosalba. Tell us about tell us about tell us about your art film, uh, Robert. What art film? Oh, the one I did. <laughs> In El Puro. What, what's what's artistic Puro. about any of this? Uh, right. Well, I did. I actually did a film in uh, in Calabria a couple of years ago, just before I got cancer. You know, so, uh, and it was a wonderful film. It was. It came within an inch of being nominated for a uh, a David, which is the Oscar in Italy. And mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a beautiful film. I really love this 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 piece. I'm not really the lead of it, though. I have top billing. I'm the pivotal character. I'm I mean, everything's around this right. character, but uh, but at the the cast was the cast was magnificent, and uh, Kara, uh, the the girl who played my daughter, was oh, incredibly good, a, really a good actress, one of those inside out people, you know, who really feels what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and the two main uh, males were also good chemistry between them. They. It was just a really good cast, and the director obviously is a is a maestro. He's right. terrific. He teaches all of this stuff as well. So, oh, good. Yeah, See, that was early in your career. You, that's that, that was my art. that was my art film. Yeah, that's that's what got him back into films again later right. on. Yes, in his later right. age. Yep. So, should we mention uh, one that we talked in the pre-show, or should yeah. we uh, should we give full credit to Four Candles for my cult, Robert? Yeah, I want to talk to him. Yeah. Okay, well, let's show the the poster, Tom. <laughs> little background. Well, he plays Sheriff Gringo. He battles a town boss named Oswald and his mafia-type outlaw gang. But I told Robert this is probably be my my least favorite of his westerns because he seems <laughs> pissed off the whole film. He's just outraged 
everything he does, he's just got an edge to him. All yeah, I just. So I asked him what, it, what was That's going true, on. And I, I, I really, I, it, it gave variety to my, my bunch of roles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just didn't like the director. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't even like being there. And my agent signed me up on this thing. I was wasn't David, by the way. But then I was David had gone off to head Columbia Pictures, and and I had right. a, a Ivy Bless, who was another agent and. In Rome, so. All right. Well, we can uh, just anyway. We can zoom uh, past that it? one. Not, not, not really a. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. We can thank Tom for that, who insisted we throw it in. No, I'm got just to. kidding. Tom. I got to find out why he was pissed okay. off. Okay. Let's uh, talk about another film in your OVR of, of films. Uh, my name is Sam Walbash, but I don't think that caught on, so they changed it to Savage Guns. Yeah, not to be confused Wallace. with the Richard Basehart. <laughs> Savage Guns of like '63, but uh, he plays a guy that's kill that they 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 shoot in a saloon and they think he's dead, and yeah, little do they know he wasn't killed and he comes back yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. seeks revenge against the the typical you know outlaws. But yeah, I love the I love the uh, the trailer because they always say this is Sam Wallace and you never understand right Wallace Wallbosch Wallace Wallbash really Wall, yeah whatever great, great poster Bush. though. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love yeah. that poster. So I, let's, uh, okay, I guess that wasn't one that, that you remembered. Uh, let, 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 let me throw this, let me throw this in here. <laughs> no, no, I, I remembered it was. It was let, let me throw this in here because I thought this was very, was very clever. They start to hire, they interview gunmen to go after Robert, okay? So All they right. bring him into this hotel room one at a time and they use their real names. They bring in Gordon Mitchell. They believe Gordon Mitchell. And they bring in Lincoln Tate. It's Lincoln Tate. And they bring in Peter Martell. And it's Peter Martell, which was sort of clever because everybody knew who they were and they're playing themselves. Right. No, they, some, yeah, you had to make it a little different to stand out in some of those films. So let's just. It was fun. It wasn't yeah. a bad film. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all right. We'll move on to another one. Uh, Mallory Must Die or My Name is Mallory or is it kind of different? Um, I'm going to have to read this because I've got three copies of this on DVD. Okay. It's like every time I saw it, I said, oh, this is one I haven't got. And uh, John Crum and I were going through our collection one time and we both had about three or four copies, but they're in German. So I, <laughs> it's, I've, I've watched it, but I, you know, I'll have to tell you what it's, what it's supposed to be about. Supposed to be about retired Colonel Harper wishes to retire to his ranch, but the malicious Bart Ambler also has an interest in the property. Harper's partner, half-breed Larry Mallory, now have a fight on their hands, so he's trying to defend his ranch. I, I did this. I did this film called Mallory. I, and then just soon after that, I, I took a film to produce. I produced a film in New York. And when I finished, I went to visit my parents in Colorado. Test, are we good? I was in the mall downtown in Boulder. What? Go ahead. Go ahead, Robert. I was in the mall in Boulder. and uh, What? <laughs> it's all the delay. I, Keep going, Robert. You were in a, ball, you were in a mall in Boulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I look up, and the guy who just bought this mall is a producer of Mallory. And I went... In Boulder, Colorado, what's what are the odds? Yeah, really. You know. So yeah, 
strange stuff. Anyway, was he so. was he up? Was he just there in the mall, or was he uh, right. operating a store? No, he, he bought oh, the damn wow. store. You know, he had bought the store. I, when I went in to look at the stuff that they had in there, it was, it was pretty nice stuff, actually. Did you uh, did you recognize him or did he recognize you? What are you doing? Here? What are you doing here? Both. Both. You know, we both went. Whoa, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's my hometown. Yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's uh, yeah, let's yeah, move that on. A, that was a strange coincidence. Okay. There were some great horses in Mallory. I love that. Uh, love some of the horses. Mm -hmm. True. One. Some nice race horses and. So let, let's move yeah. on, Robert, to another one. I think it's one of your personal favorites. It's Kill the Poker Player. This this is the one with the snakes, Robert. Is that the one with the? Oh no, please! <laughs> when when he yeah, did the yeah, interview with the, Ollie this, and Eric, this and the other one that you that you the other one that you love so well. That's it. God, I love my hair in this man. <laughs> Wish I had it back. Me too. <laughs> yeah, he plays up. Uh, you wish you had it, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Ginsburg, undercover as Jonathan Pickerton, yeah. an employee of Lloyd's of London, is investigating a bank robbery where one of the three thieves has killed the other two to take possession <laughs> of all the money. Wow. The sheriff, the saloon owner, a local rancher, oh, and a very strange doctor top list of suspects. And, and who? There's, who some, there's, <laughs> there's some rubber snakes in here that are really bad. Who ended up uh, doing it? Who was, the, who was the heavy at the end there? Who got it? I'm not going to say. Okay, because Tom's always it. famous for giving it away, so I we thought I'd go to him. Here. Thought I'd go to him in there. Oh, I guess no, we'll no. I mean, it's, go it's, ahead. it's not a bad. Look, the director, that director for that film is very good. I liked what he did, yeah. but these rubber snakes just didn't <laughs> do it for me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a major thing. Yeah, rubber so snakes. Kind of, was good. I just didn't have the budget to do a film. Yeah, it sounds like with the Bell Lugosi and Bride of the. It, Right. I was going to say Bill Lugosi and Bride of the Monster supposed to be attacked in this lake by an octopus. And they went and got a leftover rubber octopus from, I think, Ride the Wild Reef. I think some old John Wayne movie, oh, if, if I even have that title correct. And it's Lugosi's like throwing the uh, this dead, you know, carcass dummy of a uh, let me out. <laughs> so it, I wonder who has the worst story, those rubber snakes or, or Lugosi. So let's take a look at an. Uh, he was, my, an... Land... He was my first landlord in uh, in, in Hollywood. Oliver oh, Ghost was my first. Oh landlord. wow! No, no, no. Okay, you're gonna have to expound on that. Please go he ahead. The apartment building. Expound? Okay, no, no. You don't need me to expound. Oh no, 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 no. I just got this. I We're got staying this here. Apartment and you know, with a whole bunch of really incredible people and. Uh, it happened to be Bella Lugosi's apartment building. Uh, on Carlton, I managed it actually for a what, minute and a half because I didn't think I was ever going to work again. At one point, you know. Wait a minute, was that, you know, that was that Carlton Way or Harold Way? I think one of those, Carlton Way or Harold right, Way. Harold Way. 16, okay. 40. Did you have to pay the rent? I couldn't remember. Harold Way. The rent is due, Robert. Yeah, I had to pay. I was going to say, do you have to pay the but rent was, at night when yeah, he's up, or, or else? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is no. That is a book no, in itself. Was, wow. yeah. It was. A, it, it is, and I've been writing about that what, one. What was he like? Just, just as a uh, landlord, as a person. He was a very yeah. nice guy. He was cool. He was You wouldn't think he worked in movies. I mean, he, well, by that he, time, he was that the late, late, 
Right. By that time, I think he was at the end of his career in life and he was all thin. And so he probably got him during those late years where he was working for Ed Wood. Uh, so that's yeah, fantastic. That's yeah, yeah. You're there to pay the rent. You're, you're, you're <laughs> time to pay really. the rent. You're overdue, young man. I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine. That's a great story, Robert. At Seven Guns for the McGregors. What I've got to say that they he, they dubbed his voice. He told us before the show. Right. And the other one, you might want to tell us the one in that uh, water wheel. You almost drowned in there. Well, yeah, but he, the, the it stopped. They they had a way to stop the thing with a board in between with a wheel, and they stopped it earlier than I thought they were. And I went out over a tea kettle mm. into the wall below me oh, wow. and I, I ran my, across my spine and I was, oh, I was dying. So I, I got up, I, I got up, they sort of helped me to a chair and then they wanted to keep shooting, obviously, <laughs> oh, because, you know, you just, these films, you, you, yeah. you want to finish yeah. them. So they, so they put in a double for me and the guy was so bad. <sighs> that I took a deep breath and got up and finished that scene in oh, the water. Wow. So amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah. Want to ask another question, uh, Tom, about that movie? Uh, no, I, like I said, we <laughs> I love Tom's honesty. No, not really. Everybody's probably seen this thing because it's like I said, it's probably his, his most well-known film because of the Morricone score. Uh, but. Uh, it was the second highest oh. grossing film in the world that year. I'll tell way. you some trivia but okay. that he knows. We've talked about this every time I see him. When the, when the brothers get thrown in jail, uh, you see behind the wall, it says, uh, what does it say, Robert? Viva, Viva Buster Crab or just Buster Crab or something. Just, just Buster. I just put Buster Crab. Yeah. People carve their initials. And I'm going, that. what the heck is that Buster Crab? Who in the heck in, in, in Italy or Spain knows who Buster Crab is? So when I finally met Robert, I said, that's one of the first questions I ever asked him. I said, seven, seven, seven guns from the McGregor's. Who put Buster Crab on the, on the jail wall? And he started laughing. He said, me. I thought, it had to be you. It had to be you. <laughs> no, that, little insights like that are fantastic. So let's, I like uh, mad comic books. Yeah. There you go. Mad comic books. Yep. Right. Well, let's uh, get to uh, our last couple of films here. Uh, what do you know, Tom, about Six Bounty Colors for a Massacre? Very little. I don't think I've even seen this one. Uh, that's probably the only I've film of his I've seen. seen. <laughs> Rob hasn't seen it. Sorry, Robert. Donald O'Brien was in it. Donald Donald was. Yeah. I met him in Paris, actually. But I don't remember this film at all. At it all. says the governor of Kansas hires six gunfighters to overthrow the tyrannical rule of the self-appointed sheriff of Abilene, who is holding several hostages, including his family. But I don't know what role Robert plays in this. I don't either. <laughs> he just showed up. I don't remember. I, mean, well, I got paid, obviously got paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was yep. a big thing to me. Actually, what, is, what I liked about Italian films is there's no, you, you know, here you touch a light and the electricians go crazy. You know, that right. kind of stuff. Uh, there's none of that there. It's kind of a family, and we all collaborate on trying to make the best film we can. And uh, at the end of it, there's a lot of tears shed because you are a family. You know, it's you, you really love the guys, the people you worked with. That's in general. Right. There are very, very few films that I did that I couldn't wait to get out of. I 
rather stay and do another 15 films with these people. So here, here you go. I pulled out the file. It says that Robert Wood's character, get a load of this, was Stephen Fearmaker McGowan. And oh. Donald O'Brien's was uh, Frank or Jack Forrest. Plays an Irishman, of course. Okay. But Fearmaker, Fearmaker Woods. The Fearmaker <laughs> fear of all things Wood. There you go. Okay, so let's uh, get to another film. Uh, I think it could be the last one in our list for today. And it is When the Devil Grips the Colt. What do you think about that one, uh, Robert? Colt, Colt in the Hand of the Devil. There's, I got a story yeah. with that. If you want a story with that, I, I I was taking care of Paul Getty, you know, uh, the, the kid. That was before his kidnapping and all that stuff. The third. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because Gail was a friend. His mother was a really close friend. So I, I bought him a bike, a motorbike. Uh, just before we started this film, and his his mom was furious with me because it was, you know she was getting to an age where he can ride around. He came out to the set, and he said, oh, "I'd like to be in the film. Can I be in the film?" So he's in the film. He's in the film in several scenes. He's a stable boy, yep. but you know the the deal is that we at that time no publicity, no nothing. You don't get your name on the film. Nothing. Right. You know. So we didn't have him, but you can see him, and he's there. Yeah, right. he's in several, several scenes as a, as mm -hmm. a stable. Uh, I, I like that idea, but but I, you know, his mother again thinks he was hacked at me for the bike. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So let me ask you as we're as we're uh, wrapping up, any last uh, second questions uh, for Robert or about his career, Robert? What was it? Did you enjoy, obviously you did when you were as a working actor in Italy. Is it kind of like that? Do you live in a hotel or a motel and uh, for weeks on end, a script comes in and, or do you just stay in America and then your agent tells you, do you want to go to Italy and make a spaghetti Western? No, I lived everywhere I went. But I mean, if mm. I was going to go, I lived in Spain. I lived in, I lived in Paris first because I was working in a theater there. Uh, the second, I, I was I lived in Barcelona because of that uh, contract I had there. No, mm -hmm. Third, I went to Madrid to do Battle of the Bulge, and I lived there for God. That took forever to get the backings and stuff. It, we, we were eight eight months of just hanging out with Henry Fonda. Are you kidding? I mean, I right. idolized the guy, you know. So, so uh, we went shopping for art and all of that stuff. No, no, I always lived. I always stayed where I was going to be because mm -hmm. for me, the whole trip is, you know, uh, more than money, more than anything is to assimilate with the, with the, uh, with the people that are in that country and figure out, you know, what their way of life is very important to me, you know, and I loved everybody because basically what happens is you see that everybody's alike, everybody. So, yeah, yeah, no, that was a worthwhile part of my experience. That uh, I would say, ed education, uh, the academic education is nothing comparison in comparison to what you learn in life. Right. You know. So. Cool. Yeah, that's what I, I would have loved to have done. That. That's why I moved to Almeria today. That's why I'm yeah, I'm yeah. standing in I right. See, I see that. Yeah, yeah. But we we're living on the street. Right Robert, on the street. Robert had a villa, and a, you I saw know. your bunk. I saw your bunk under that piece of tin over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stable boy down there. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, I want to uh, thank uh, Robert Woods uh, for being our guest today and discussing his uh, legendary career in spaghetti westerns. And I think he's he's writing a book right now. Is that right, Robert? I am. It's called Wings of the Wind, and it's a, it's a story of my life. You know, the hardest thing to write about is yourself. Right. I mean, of course. Oh my goodness. So so many painful experiences you've forgotten. I mean, there's so. It's difficult, but I'm over. I'm about halfway through, more than halfway through. Oh, awesome! Good. So, Tom, I think you have. Do you have a couple of week? Uh... Yeah, I've got uh, weekly news. is pretty pretty uh, short this week. It's only all right, two go ahead. things. First of all, the uh, new Blu-ray DVD release of the uh, by Inked Pictures called "I'm Going to Blow This." It's German. Totus March Der Bestien. It's that's it exactly. Is it? It's Cutthroats Nine, uh, directed by Joaquin Luis Romero Marchand. Starring Robert Hundar, Emma Cohen. It contains oh. two discs because it's a Blu-ray and DVD. And it's Region B. Uh, no subtitles. Running time is 91 minutes. The extras are it's a media book. And it's limited to 999 copies. Oh, and that's released one. June 1st. Uh, as far as passings, this is bad for me because this he was a friend of mine. Dan Van Heusen passed away on May 25th. God bless you. Uh, and thank, yeah. thank for, for Robert that's told me that he had passed away a week before we were we were told because I, it took me a week to find out the the where he passed away. Someone said Holland. Someone said, uh, you know, they he passed away in a rest home. No, he passed away in his home in Ilminster, Somerset, England, on May twenty fifth, twenty twenty. His wife Linda was by his side, and he was in. I've got 27 titles, mainly character actors, uh, Bullet for Sandoval, Bad Bands River, El Condor, Captain Apache, of course, Cutthroats 9, Doc, Sonny and Jed, Yankee Dudler, and the White, the Yellow, and the Black. And he was the last Western he was in was Brimstone. He played the, the coach driver in there. But uh, I knew Dan personally. He stayed here at the house a couple of times. Wow. And these are his boots. He left. Whoops! All right, hold, hold on. Show he that left, again. He left his boots here because they were too big for him. Wow! Well, no wonder he passed away. He didn't have his boots on. He he died with his boots off. Died with his boots he off. Yes. Died with his boots off. But it's a terrible thing, though, because what a loss. I'm yeah, really. He was mean in ill idea. health for the last couple of years and suffered from Alzheimer's. What an excellent actor he was. Yeah. Wow. In his prime. I mean, man. This guy, uh, yeah, he was one of he was one part of, my, of our uh, one of my favorites. of our uh, spaghetti western get together in 2011. Robert was there uh, at, in North Hollywood, and Dan was the the lone villain that was on stage. Wow! Well, we're gonna miss him. Great character actor. Um, so let's uh, now. I'm gonna just give thanks to uh, to everybody who's been watching. We want to thank the great. Uh, Robert Woods, not Robert Wood, Robert Woods, uh, for being yeah, he, here. Call me that, whatever, but call me. Don't, don't call him late for dinner. <laughs> right. And, Thanks, Robert. Uh, that's Tom Betts. I'm Jay Jennings. We'll see you uh, next Friday and Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns. Thanks, Adios. Guys. Adios, amigo. I love you. Thank you very much for showing up. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Once Upon a Time in Spaghetti Westerns podcast. 
Join us next time for more informative reviews, interviews, and recollections. Adios, amigos.